Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the podcast about musical theatre by musical theatre lovers for musical theatre lovers. Guess what, guys? It's me, KB. And at the table, I have Julie Eisentrager. And Saint C. Weber. And our very special guest, Bradley Chapman. Hello. That music uh, That music there is so uplifting. That's the most uplifting start to a podcast I've ever heard. And then I also peaked the mic at least three times in my introduction. <laughs> so, look, we're here. Oh, um, yeah, look at it go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Brad. Thank you. Um, you're here to talk about a fun little show called Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. Now, before we get to know Little Miss Sunshine, we should get to know you. Sure. Are you ready for? Oh no, Miranda's not here. What's gonna happen? Zane's gonna have to do it. Yeah, he's pretty good at this. Five, six, seven, eight. Getting to know you. (laughs) It's so genuine. It's so lifelike. It's like she's here. That was less uplifting. I was. I was almost tempted to do it legitimately, but then KB was just like. Do it weird. I was like, okay, I'll do it Okay, weird. she never said that. Her eyes said Her that. Her eyes said that. And that's how close that Zayn and I are. So <laughs> I can just give him a look and he knows the kind of vibe I need in his singing. Bradley. Yes. What musical character would other people compare you to? A lot of people tell me I'm Elder Cunningham. Oh. From the Book of Mormon. I assume it's a compliment. It is a compliment. Good. I think Cunningham's the best character in that show. <laughs> I like, it's not Price, it's not Cunningham. Is it White? McKinley? McKinley. McKinley. Elder McKinley. That's the one you want to be. Yeah. yeah. And have those tap skills. Yes. <laughs> also the quick change. Just in life. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, well, then what musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Well, just then I was cycling... A f- a uh, few through a uh, few, I was cycling through a few in my head. Oh my god! Um, uh, to try and think of someone that's like really inspiring and really incredible. And then everyone I think of, I was like, oh, I'll say that one. And then I realised that they're like actually they turn out to be really terrible. Like I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like Christian from Moulin Rouge, um, yeah. and I'm like, oh, he's you know so like you know bohemian and yeah. and uh, an alternative and all that. And then I realised, oh, but at the end, he's kind of a is kind of like, a butthead. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> mate, settle down. Um, so, look, I'll go with that one because I guess I have some horrible person traits too. Look, don't we all <laughs> really at the end of the day? Um, what is your dream role? Um, probably because I'm not much of a dancer <laughs> um, and I 
I don't like singing. <laughs> um, so I, I, my dream was probably the man in the chair from uh, Drowsy Chaperone because nice. he gets to just sit there but also be the lead still. Right. So you get all the perks of being the lead without any of the work. That's also, like, he gets a lot of sass. So much yeah. sass. Yeah. That's yeah. why I want to play Messer and Wicked just so that I can sit through the whole Chill show. in a chair, yeah. Anything where you get to sit or potentially be pushed on stage. Are you speaking <laughs> from experience? This is Julie. sweet. <laughs> Julie's currently in a show where she doesn't have to walk at all. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. True, <though. laughs> um, What is your favourite Sondheim show? Um, I'm probably cliche, but uh, probably Into the Woods. Yes. Because, just because um, I've done that show as a director with young people. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do something like that, it tends to give you a bit of like warm feelings and memories about it so it's probably more than the actual i guess well the actual show itself it's probably just the memories that i have of it um so yeah i'll go with that one super fair Uh, do you have a go-to shower song at the moment it's it's uh, what i sing in the shower is always just whatever show i'm doing yeah so it's just like (laughs) the the soundtrack to little miss on Woohoo! (laughs) so uplifting which which i'm also terrible at singing so it's fine it's your shower you can sing whatever you want in the shower all right guys this is a hard question it's the one that uh makes or breaks friendships this one (laughs) um you have to delete one musical from existence it cannot be cats because it's gone through all its nine lives. Um, but anything else? And you know, I think we we have to put Love Never Dies on that list as well. Oh yeah, that's been because that, that's quite been a lot. the next yeah. one, and it's been over nine times now. Yeah, I said it so many times. But one day I'll compile the list. <laughs> <laughs> one day in the it's next just, three years. Oh. All right, what musical is being deleted from the canon? Okay, um, I would probably delete Grease. Because and that's probably I f- that's probably a common answer. Not mad about it. It's, it's not that common, but it's I understand. It. Oh, good lord! Do Katie I might hate kill you. No, I love Jan, but the show is very problematic. Well, it's it's like I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't delete Cats even if you gave me the opportunity to, because I don't like Cats. But okay, now you have to. Look. <laughs> but, Wait. but it's it's. I think it's harmless. Like, have no, you seen the new movie? And what, no, <laughs> why would okay. I do such a thing? Um, no, you're going to want to delete it after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Cats is relatively harmless, whereas Grease, I feel like so many people like are obsessed with it. Everyone's seen it 900 times and they keep doing it. And it's just like, it's just like an awful message about, you know, you're not good enough unless yeah. you conform to everyone Shame. and everyone's obsessed Everything with it. You, yeah. And I don't think Cats has such a horrible message. And even if it did, I don't think enough people are obsessed with it for anyone, for that message to run yes. off. It's true. Cats <laughs> doesn't really have a message except furries are sexy sometimes. Oh, don't. <laughs> oh, how did you just make a show work? <laughs> we all saw the movie, KB. It's true. I have a crush on Mr. Mistopheles. Uh, <laughs> not as the cat. In his human form, it's uh, I can see you putting asterisks after asterisks on that sentence. Uh, <laughs> Zane, play some music. Thanks for leaving me hanging, Zane. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, let's jump into Little Miss Sunshine. Now, it was a movie before it was turned into a musical. Yes. Um, and it was written by uh, Michael Arndt. Yes. Was a screenwriter um, who got the inspiration from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's speech 
Um, he, Arnie went into a school and uh, told everyone, if there's one thing in this world that I hate, it's losers. I despise them. And and Michael was like, I don't, I don't like that attitude. So <laughs> let's write a movie about yeah, it. Yeah, I think it was while, when Schwarzenegger was running for governor of yeah. California. It was part of his campaign trail. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, I think I, I get what Schwarzenegger probably thought he was saying, yeah. which is people who don't. Try, try or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hate losers. Well, <laughs> sorry. It's super sad for the people that have tried and still lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think, oh. yeah, again, the, the implied oh, meaning was that, Snigger. like, people who adopt losing as their personality, yeah. Yeah. like, people who they have lost and so they stop trying. Right. Yeah. I think there's sorry. probably some kind of translation error <laughs> in <laughs> Or a really, or a fired speechwriter, probably. He has been speaking English for a long time. It's true. Uh, it was written by William Finn, who wrote the music for Spelling Bee, and James Lapine for Into the Woods, Falsettos, Passion. Um, and also Spelling Bee, I believe. And also yes. Spelling Bee. He sure did. Um, William Finn is one of my favourite composers. Just going to put that out there. Well, have I got a show for you. It's <laughs> in the sunshine. Um, you're currently working on the show. Yes. So... Do you think that you could do like a two-minute elevator pitch oh of the no. plot of this story? Of the plot? Yeah. I can do um, Julie, I can do less than two minutes. Less than two minutes. <laughs> um, Julie's going to get the timer ready just mm. in case because we're all to very official here. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Well, it is about uh, a young girl named Olive who um, dreams of becoming a, a beauty pageant winner, like a Miss America type person. Beauty queen. Uh, and she... Her, she by default is put into the finals of a children's beauty pageant because the person who won ahead of her in like the regional heat um, is disqualified. And so she travels, her family, her and her family have to travel to uh, interstate to be part of the finals. And so they get into their family van, this old VW bus, and they travel across the south of the United States. And that's the plot. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's beat a record. (laughs) That is a record. How much time was that, Julie? That, uh, it's got a minute and 25 seconds Um, left. Well, I will say there are some, some of the fun characters. So we have, uh, Olive, Olive, of course, Olive is the purest of the characters. We also have her grandfather who is really encouraging of this kind of like, don't worry about what anyone else thinks. You go out there and do some fun stuff. Is he as sweary in the, the, stage show as he is in the movie he's very uh, like not pc in the movie um he's not pc in in the stage version Mm -hmm. he um a a few of his lines that are i guess swear word heavy lines in the movie are actually like stretched out into songs Mm -hmm. in this show and so it's um i guess the the abruptness of swearing doesn't really work in that capacity. He still says the same thing, yeah. but in song form, so there's not as like as, not as harsh or as like, destabilizing. It's like, yeah, <laughs> what am I watching? Yeah, awesome. Um, keep going, Zane. Sorry for. Oh, yeah. So the father of the family is like a. He's, he wants to be a motivational speaker, so he has like these this 10-step program to like achieve everything <laughs> that you want to do. Uh, of course. Played by Tony Collette in the movie, mm-hmm. his wife is just the overworked one trying to keep everything together. Uh, and uh, the Proustian, uh, <laughs> the Proustian reading, <laughs> reading gay brother uh, who attempted suicide and so mm-hmm. has to live with his family for a while, uh, is also along for the ride. 
Uh, sorry, that, Frank. In the f- oh, the uncle, in, right? Yes. Cool, cool, cool. The brother of the mother. Yeah, <laughs> not the brother, but the brother of Olive. Is he in the stage show? Yes. yes. So has Dwayne. he taken a vow of silence? Yes. So is he a si- completely silent character in the stage show, or uh, does he sing? So the first. I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> I know this is spoilery. Spoilers, guys. If you <laughs> if you want to pause it now or like I fast feel, forward, I, I feel like everyone has seen the movie. Um, so he the the libretto when it says like when it comes to a song, it says usually it'll say like all or yeah. company or whatever. It has in brackets after every single song except Dwayne. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so, amazing. <laughs> so he he there are moments where it's like the whole family has a sort of ensemble number. Yeah, and he just. Stands on stage <laughs> and does the movements with them, but like there's parts where they just like sort of sing harmonies and that kind of thing, and he just stands with them and looks like he's emoting. <laughs> um, but no, he doesn't. He doesn't sing the. When I go see this show, stuff. I'm gonna take a photo. Take a Gonna take a selfie. I'm gonna hashtag it. Except Dwayne. Oh, <laughs> except Dwayne. Because um, the the plot of the musical is exactly the plot, the plot of, the, of the movie they, they didn't like change it around much they didn't have to change no. much it's not a it wasn't a really complex movie it's mostly about the characters and their feelings and their Dwayne's anyway. arc made my little cold dead heart break oh, oh yeah it is a tear jerk because yeah. he, he he just wants to uh, get away to something better oh, it kills <laughs> and, me. and then that ticket is just shredded in front of yeah. his eyes. um now it is set in the van. Yes. A lot of it. Um, yes. It's a, a, a point of contention sometimes. Uh, it well, didn't work very well on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, when it went to West End, there was kind of a, a question as to whether it would sell well, if it would be popular. Um, and I really like <laughs> I really like the quote from the artistic director of a cola theatre in London. Um, his name's Mehmet Ergen. And he said, I think our musical audience is a little bit more sophisticated. When a librettist or composer takes bigger risks, they buy it. And that's him like comparing the audiences of America to the audiences <laughs> of the UK. And he's just like, we're going to be fine, guys. Like, sassy. So sassy. <laughs> when I like those idiots across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> Americans just don't get it. They don't get it. And their set designer obviously worked really hard on trying to um, to make it not weird that mm. they were in a car the whole time, which can be a bit hard. Have you guys found it uh, difficult? Well, when um, the artistic director of the theatre that we're working with um, approached me and said, would you like to direct this show? Mm. Um, my reaction was the same as every single person that I have since told, yeah. which is, I didn't know that was a musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the first thing I did was was look up every review I could find because I was like, why have I never heard of this? Yeah. Um, oh, it's because it failed spectacularly. Yeah. Um, but every review, so I went and read every review to see what everyone's problem was. And it's the idea that you, when you have, you know, all of your lead characters sitting in this um, – certain form formation i guess for yeah. the in, almost entirety of a show yeah. it's really hard to uh, that works great on film when you can yeah. do close-ups and you can do other things in on stage it's really difficult so the decision that we made fairly early on was let's not really have the bus yeah <laughs> um we sort of suggest that it's present but yeah. apart from that we don't rely on yeah. that that formation they just it's kind of abstract in the yeah, way we've it have them seated and then we have the movement throughout it so that it's not a static image of a bus for, you know, 90 minutes. It is a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's not the first time Americans have seen a play or a musical set in a car before. Yeah. Autobahn by Neil LaBute does it. It's 
interesting because it's the type of conversations you can get away with in an intimate space when you're forced to sit together <laughs> and just talk through it or be silent or whatever. I think it's really intriguing. Um, speaking of reviews. Oh, yes. Welcome. Bad reviews with Julie. Love it. Changes every week. <laughs> Uh, we have a review from uh, someone on broadwayworld.com and it reads, big screen hits don't always translate to the stage as shown in Little Miss Sunshine. I read this one today. <laughs> by Jade Copps and this was November 18th, 2019. <laughs> so uh, a, a New Theatre Presents William Finn music and lyrics and Jamie Lapine's book ad- adaptation of Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farris's multi-award winning movie Little Miss Sunshine ultimately hampered by a weak book and music <laughs> director I'm just gonna leave the director's name out just in case it's too close to home uh, director attempts to push start this musical that has even less energy than the broken down v-dub van at the center of the road trip story all right. I think that's that less less energy. I think is the issue. If you have six people sitting yeah. in in that formation, it is energy deficient. Yeah, yeah. you've got to get them up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to be honest, what I can see from this, what looks like what they've done with the set, oh, I would be pretty mad about it too. As in, like, there's a there's a oh wow. That's like a like oh, a yeah. like a oh it's a like a high school, school bus. Pe- it's like a high school production of Little Miss. It looks Sunshine. like one of those things out the front of like a shopping center that kids put like <laughs> yes yes. <laughs> oh dear, um, Julie and I have been spending way too much time together. Yeah, um, it was nominated for one award, the Drama Desk Award, <laughs> the Off Broadway version, the Off Broadway yeah. one, um, and just Stephanie J Block was nominated for Outstanding Featured Actress oh, in a Musical. She's amazing. She did not win, but she was nominated. Okay. Um, it has had a pretty awesome cast over its three iterations. You had Hunter Foster in the Off Off Broadway um, production as Richard Hoover, and um, Taylor Trench, and Taylor Trench. Yep, as Dwayne. As Dwayne. Um, for those who don't know Hunter Foster, he's Sutton Foster's brother. And that's the last time we say that, guys. Okay. <laughs> um, but he's going to have to know now. Very talented. Um, and then in Also, the off- Malcolm Getz was Frank. But- Malcolm Getz was Frank. Yeah. I just read that. Um, in the off-Broadway version, you had Stephanie J. Block and Rory O'Malley, who's played Elder McKinley in mm-hmm. Book of Mormon. Um, and I don't know many of the people in the off-West End production but there is someone called Paul Keaton in <laughs> Paul Keating Paul Keating in the cast and it just doesn't sound it, right. Look, it's not ex prime minister. Uh, do we know that for sure? We we, we do sure? because he's quite old and to play Frank you would struggle to find someone older to play grandpa. But if you're gonna stunt cast <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Austra- <laughs> former Australian Prime Minister Paul Keating in the role. <laughs> I think. I think that's just uh, just uh, impossibility. Those those first two casts too. They did almost a completely different show. I think the f- original original one uh, that was the 2011 off off mm. Broadway one. Um, the the second version of it, which was the Rory O'Malley cast, they it was. Completely rewritten. Yeah. Um, and the original is on YouTube in its entirety. Um, and I think a few people that came to audition for ours had watched that version. And then they came and saw our like, <laughs> script and stuff and they went, oh, this isn't what I've watched. <laughs> I do not know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> a change for the better, do you think? Yes. Um, they 
well, the original had a, a large ensemble, which I think mm. um, I haven't sat there and watched the YouTube one because um, I think it's really difficult to watch recordings <laughs> of stage things. Yes. Um, but they have like a lot of like a, a like a pit crew that come out and like narrate the scene changes and just a lot of like that's a weird just choice. Just a lot of nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the the new newer version doesn't have any ensemble. It's just there's 13 actors in total, mm-hmm. um, and they're all you know character parts. Um, and then all the ensemble stuff. I said that in inverted commas. And I remember not on a podcast. <laughs> um, all the ensemble stuff though is um, mostly like the family having different harmonies and then like the couple of other parts sort mm. of joining them yeah. so it's quite a different sound to what you get with the with the original like this even the songs that are the same they yeah. sound very different with yeah out all 60 of 60 people, people or whatever yeah, yeah. amazing anything now, else saying i my favorite question i'm on the oh, show so i get to ask yeah. the favorite question what's your favorite song oh. of the show um probably um this oh, spoiler again so <laughs> so as you mentioned before there's a there's a scene when Dwayne. um his dreams are, I think you said, letting fire in front of him or whatever. <laughs> yes, the ticket out of this terrible life yeah. was shredded. Yeah, um, I think that's probably my favourite song. Yeah, I uh, tend to agree. Yeah, it's it's very unmusically. And in fact, the whole show is not very typical musical theatre, as William Finn stuff yeah. often isn't yeah. isn't what you usually hear. Um, but what William Finn does spectacularly, I think, better than most other composers, is that he writes what sounds like just acting. Yeah. You know, it just sounds like someone acting and there happens to be music with it. <laughs> yeah. um, and that, it's just such a, a, it's not a song that's going to get caught in your head, but it's such a powerful, um, like an m- emotional expression accompanied by music. I think yeah. that's how I describe it. And yeah, that's probably... The, probably the other favorite. one that really stands out to me is What You Left Behind. Yes. Which is after another big event in the musical, something happens. What? And this is yeah. Frank having feelings about what happened. Uh-huh. And kind of saying goodbye to someone. Bully. Yeah, so that is that. That's also I, I. I enjoy that, but it's not old people having feelings. Mm-hmm. But it's it is slightly it, older people having feelings. I think I like it because it's bittersweet. Yeah, mm. and it's mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, mm. but also, I found I found it weird because at the the pageant at the very end, when the little girl's singing her song, like that should be like a big moment, and musically, it isn't really so i think like i'll be very interested to hear what you think of that song because like how do you turn that into what you feel it should be when musically like there isn't or at least in the recording that i listen to that like shake your badonkadonk or whatever it's (laughs) called is isn't like uh isn't like a big show ending number yeah but it feels like it should be yeah well it's it is that that thing where i guess it's William Finn doesn't he sort of throws out the rule book of what yes. he should be writing around. Um but I think what sells that song, which is probably difficult to hear on a cast recording, is the performance itself of mm. that that character's um journey, how she's got to this point and then what comes of it. And I think just that journey and what the the personality of that actor in that role does, um, is doing right. is doing that. It is doing that big it, Cathartic moment. Yeah. So just to clarify, this is the young girl. Yes. That, 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 so that's a lot of weight to put on a, on a young girl. Yes. Uh, young, young performer's <laughs> uh, shoulders at the end of the show. But yeah. yeah. Showstopper, but not really. Hmm. Well, th- that's the thing because it's meant to be huge and cathartic, but it's also meant to be awkward and cringy yeah. and then turn into like 
everyone is just being awkward and cringy and <laughs> screw the world. Well, that's how the yeah. movie ends. Yeah, so absolutely. We've yeah. already experienced the awkwardness the movie, of that moment. <laughs> with the movie, though, you get score and, and that gives you your catharsis. <laughs> when the characters are singing, you're kind of looking to them for the catharsis yeah. or that or that how you're supposed to feel. Um, but I really enjoyed that that kind of twist. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's such a joyful, free moment yeah. too after a, a musical that is a lot of hardship. Yeah. Um, and so I think just in, in that, for, for audiences, it's like I can breathe a bit yeah. and <laughs> this isn't, you know, this isn't the, the uh, be our guest or anything like that, but it is, um, it is just a moment where what we've been just feeling has just been sort of like we've been snapped out of that to, yeah. to experience this moment with this person. Yeah. Awesome. And that's all from me. Is there anything else that anyone would like to add in terms of facts about the show? Should we talk about some lessons we learned? Why not? The buttons are broken today. <laughs> uh, lessons that we learned from Little Miss Sunshine. I think it's so quirky that you can't not learn the lesson of just be yourself and embrace <laughs> your quirks and I think I think it is more than anything else that this musical is I think it is a lesson vehicle yeah or, or a, a meaning vehicle like it oh I see what you did I, you know what I didn't even do it and just, like I didn't even bus. intend to and I turned I turned to the t- across and I saw your eyes and I was like oh I've just done a in unintentional pun. Oh, Sorry, Zay. Pun. <laughs> We're going to call it the lesson bus. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk more about this lesson vehicle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that there's there's so much that you can take from it because each character in it mm-hmm. has a different uh, a different lesson that you can take from it. Yeah. Um, certainly, you know, Olive experiences a lot of being told that she should behave in a certain way, or she should be a certain way, yeah. um, and she chooses to ignore that um and that's you know she she comes out of it happy yeah (laughs) classic you do you kind of very unlike greece (laughs) (laughs) don't change anything about yourself (laughs) oh no wait sorry that's not greece (laughs) (laughs) but if you but then if you look at like someone like Dwayne, i think the lesson that you take from him is that it's that all all eggs in one basket thing and all this he, he puts so much Fuel, fuels himself with kind of bitterness and, mm. and stuff like that. And then when that's taken from it, he has to just learn to accept where he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, look at you with the metaphors. I don't do that. I, I took <laughs> a literal lesson from Dwayne. I think. I think <laughs> a what? A vow of silence? <laughs> no. Talk is it Dwayne, more. Dwight, Dwayne, Dwight, Dwayne, 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 Dwayne. Um, no, I learned that you can't be colorblind and be a pilot. You can't be colorblind. <laughs> you got to have perfect vision, man. I didn't know that. You don't have to have perfect vision. You have to have average vision. You have to have 2020 vision. 2020. I can't be a pilot. Um, (laughs) um, Dwayne also kind of shows us that the the world doesn't really owe you anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, again, your dreams could be shredded before your eyes. Like, it's okay to dream big, but don't put all your weight into it. Maybe. So, I I never interpreted Dwayne as thinking the world owed him something because he's driving incredibly hard to get this one thing but he has just like got this singular focus so when that focus is taken away he has to readjust his entire worldview and I think that's the same the same or very similar journey to Frank who has gone through that and is kind of further along that journey where I like the interplay of those two characters stories I was about to say that too the 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 I guess connection, the relationship that builds between those yeah, two is yeah. probably one of my favourite parts of the show as well. Um, 
And also the other lesson is, I guess, what um, the original screenwriter mm. wanted to prove to Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. was that actually you can be a loser and being a loser isn't bad. Or being what other people yeah. deem losers isn't bad. Yeah. There are well, small I think, successes yeah, you can in be everything. Happy and be a loser. Yeah. You can you can lose and be happy about it, or still be happy with other things. I yeah. would. I really want to know if Arnold Schwarzenegger has seen the movie and took that lesson. <laughs> I'm I just almost certain know. he has. I like, honestly uh, don't think he meant. Yeah. I don't anything <laughs> by it. Because <laughs> he he's he's kind of in the in the last few years kind of taken the lesson from that speech and come out much more kind I think of motivational speech. Flack for it. <laughs> um. Any other lessons, team? I learnt that sometimes putting your whole family <laughs> in a bus can either be a really great thing <laughs> or not a really great thing. I and mean, it ebbs and flows. Okay, okay. So <laughs> you're in a bus mm-hmm. with your family, Uh-oh. and not just They're your immediate family. Like. Really awkward. A mm-hmm. lot of baggage there. Yeah. Do you enjoy taking this journey with your family if this musical plays out and you're one of the characters? I'm drinking just thinking about it. <laughs> um, I, we went on a lot of road trips as a kid. In this. So in this let's, say, let's say that you were uh, Tony Collette's character <laughs> in, in, this, in this movie. Do you enjoy this experience? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Probably not. No. But at the same time, if that's what they like, if that's the dynamic that you're used to, you're probably gonna in- enjoy it. I didn't come to out of that degree. movie thinking she enjoyed it. Yeah, but she could have. I, I honestly, along I the honestly way, think know? that like, she was happier at the end of the movie, but I don't think she beginning. liked the process. Correct. No, and I, I think I think that's true of all of them. They yeah. they because because of what they learn. Except Grandpa. <laughs> 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 I don't think anyone was happy about getting on that bus and having to make the trip back home. Yeah, Except maybe always. regardless of the like the outcome. Yeah, well, maybe they flew home. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, I think that's maybe the greatest story is that. Growth. Did they fly home? <laughs> <laughs> is that growth is difficult? Yeah, yeah, growth is difficult. Yeah. It's. Hard. I also learned that Ellen Arkin might be my. Favorite actor of all time. Okay, I think he won an Oscar for, he, it. for this. Be yeah, cool. and mostly because he felt so bad about having to say those lines in front of <laughs> a very young Abigail Breslin at the time that he like she's actually listening to music so she can't hear him speak because he just he didn't feel right about <laughs> it. And I think that's just so like he re- like he's just like I can't. She's so young. <laughs> you might have to <laughs> marry him now, Ellen Arkin. Yeah, maybe I'll just. Adore Adoptive as my granddad. Uh, mm. The actor playing the grandfather in ours, um, I don't think he had any qualms about just swearing. He said, He's like, don't block your ears. You need to learn this early, kid. <laughs> uh, any other lessons, Timo? I, uh, there's definitely a lesson, and it is kind of separate to the family, but the, the way that Olive is presented, or at least in the film, I because I haven't seen the show I don't know how how it's worked but definitely in the film the way that Olive is juxtaposed against these pageant girls Mm. and what that life means for them and what Olive wants to get out Mm -hmm. of this and the difference between like if you want to be an inverted commas winner and be like that is that healthier or better than what Olive is and doing yeah and I think she learns too that winning is kind of an a concept that we invent. Yes, we invent yeah. who, what the rules are to win, and um, and she doesn't fall into 
to those yes, yeah. rules, and <laughs> you know she doesn't she doesn't care to. Another great thing the musical does with those characters is all throughout the show, um, the voices that are represented by the actresses who play the pageant girls, they um, they appear and sort of like bully her in her right, mind so she's yeah. insecure and they sort of pop up and, and call her names and, and that I'm glad that they go more into that yeah. Yeah. yeah so you get a little bit more than you do in the movie about what makes Olive tick I think because mm. um, you see these these moments that are happening in her head while she's you know putting on a brave face and yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm, so sad <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's move on to something a little bit more upbeat and cast this show Piece of music, Zane C. Weber. <laughs> Thank you so much. So beautiful. Um, all right. Who would we cast as Richard Hoover? The dad. I mean, oh, but do I want him as the uncle? Brian Darcy James? I had dad or Bri- uncle? I had Brian Darcy James as the dad, but I had Gray and had Gray Henson as the Mm-hmm. Uncle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know who I'd like to see as the uncle? Who? Alan Cumming. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oi. Um, He'd be quite good. Be, yes. Be, because but... it's a very straight down the line role. It's not mm. It's not a lot of, like, kookiness in it. Um, mm. And I think that Alan Cumming would really do it, uh, really do it well because and get away from that, that typecasting that he kind of has now in Broadway shows. Yeah. Mm. You, Brian. Well, I, I really, um, I really love the movie. Yeah. So I'm just like, can they all sing? Can they all sing? <laughs> You've done it, KB. KB I usually does it. that. I love it so much. I'm like, if Greg Kinnear could be in a like a musical, <laughs> I am there. I think he can sing. I'm sure I've seen him sing something. You know who yeah. you could pull? Sorry, because you've gone movie. My head's then gone. Who's in the movie? And then I've gone to the office, and now I'm in the office. Ed Helms could play the father. <laughs> oh yeah. Ed Helms could play the father. Just Ed saying. Helms could also maybe play Frank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, Anthony Rapp would be a good friend oh, as well. Yeah. I think. That's um, ooh, we're getting scary. Why is Anthony Rapp scary? I find Anthony Rapp scary. Okay, that's weird. All right. I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, maybe I don't know who he is. Hang on. Um, I had uh, Lindsay Mendez as Cheryl Hoover. Okay. Because yeah, I, I think she that. could be a little bit more like brassy. <laughs> 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 I don't know what other word to use than that. I think Cheryl and Richard too are the kind of roles where the actor would really put so much of themselves into it. Yeah. So it would really be like, well, the, anyone playing Richard is going to Richard is going to be them. Yeah, yeah. He's, written, he's written in such a way that he takes on the the personality and the mannerisms, I guess, of the person playing him. Yeah, um, and Cheryl too. So yeah, it's kind of like, well, who do I? Who do I want? Which is probably why I can't get it out of the movie. I'm yeah, Tony Collette. <laughs> who do I just like? I mean, Tony Collette can sing. She yeah. could do it. She oh, is okay. aging out of it now. So is Abigail Breslin. Yeah. So probably can't ca- cast her yeah. as well. Well, maybe uh, Abigail moves up and yeah, put her Dwayne her becomes a, <laughs> a yeah, female. Or right. Paul Dano as, as Richard. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Paul would be a great Richard. <laughs> I love Paul Dano. I thought you might. I thought you might. He's just the type. He fits the um, criteria. Anyway. Almost. Olive. I had as McKenna Grace. She played uh, the young Tonya and I, Tonya. She was in Gifted with Chris Evans. She's a very good little actress. I will accept your advice on this. I don't She's have a good pick for so Olive. so wonderful to watch. I don't know if she can sing, but mm. I just love her as 
a child star. A, ch- a child, child star. star. Um, mm. John Lithgow is the grandpa. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, he. If you want to see an old man swear, John Lithgow yeah, would make it very that's entertaining. What I was like, who do I want to watch? Be like super crass on stage. Uh, I mean, can we put <laughs> this is a Zane? I'm just thinking about Zane and purely just thinking about you, you man, you. Uh, Audra McDonald as the mother, too proper. I thought you were about to say as yeah. the grandpa, and I was like, oh, I mean, again. Also, I think a little old. <gasps> I think, yeah. How dare you against your very. I love Audra, but let's not lie about about who and what she is. Could we make the grandpa a grandma and have Bette Midler? How about we just make all the male roles female and all the female roles male and we'll just see what happens. Um, I mean, if we had to cast Zach in this oh, show, yes. he would be Dwayne because that's the only character he's in his age group. Oh, age group. He's Dwayne is 16. I'm sorry, Zane. Are you suggesting that people who are of a certain age can no longer play teenagers? I'm saying that Zac Efron <laughs> can no longer play a teenager. But you know, at that age, who at his age, who probably could have had a teenager, he could be the dad. <laughs> that, and that's what I was going to say. Like, he's probably better suited. Like, well, yeah. yeah. He's double the age of his son, but that's I don't okay. Know. I put Mike Fast. In this role, he played oh, yeah. um, the uh, dude yeah, in Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, not a teenager. <laughs> Can we try to no, recently played plays a teenager? A teenager more convincingly than we, uh, Zach Efron. Pop Tom Holland in there just, I just for think Tom my Holland's own personal too music. Cute, you know? he, yeah, oh, I but can't Zach see. Efron isn't. <laughs> 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 no, like, I think Tom Holland's too, like, like. Dwayne's got to have a bit of edge. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I think that's where it comes in handy. Like, I'm sure he could play Edge if he so Look, did desire to play Edge. He's very talented. If he decided to do that and then have him break and soften, then you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I just realised I've probably sounded like I don't believe in anyone's ability to act. At all. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, that person's not exactly the role that it was in the movie, so <laughs> they couldn't ever do it. <laughs> Paul Dano is very good at that particular Type of role though yeah. he's he's able to do so much while doing nothing yeah. <laughs> that you were so like bare. Which is what I guess him. Dwayne, you know, he doesn't speak for the majority yeah. of the show, but he doesn't leave the stage also. Yeah. So it has to be someone who, yeah, who doesn't need lines to really play a role. No, it's awesome. Any other suggestions? Nah, I don't have I'm any. Out. I don't have any big ones. Like this one wasn't wasn't a huge. Like, I didn't have a lot of ideas for the cast for this one. Mm. Because, again, like you said, like... It's so it's, hard. It's very acty, so yeah. you're not taking archetypes and putting them into the show. Like, no. they're just going to have to be good actors to become mm. these characters. It's good. Let's move on then to top five. <laughs> Would we put this in our top five dysfunctional families in a musical list. Ooh. There's a lot. There's a lot of dysfunctional families. I wouldn't. Families. I wouldn't. What would you put above the dysfunctional families? I would put next Great to gardens. normal in there. Great, Great gardens in there. I would put... Oh, would would you put? Would you even put Elphaba and Nessa in Elphaba there? Elphaba and Nessa. You could put Into the Woods I mean, in there <laughs> as just all of the characters. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if I'd put Elphaba and Nessa in that list. 
I mean, yes, they have a they I, have I, a, I a weird relationship. But I their family's dysfunctional. Their whole, yeah, yeah their whole but you don't see the whole family on stage. You don't get that full. Like you're getting a you full do. six people in, and all of the things that come with them. Alphaba and Nessa's dad being okay. like a bit not great. <laughs> all right, I'll scrap that. Uh, in its place, I will put uh, Lakasha Fall. I put Ch- Gentleman's Guide. <laughs> I don't think they're dysfunctional at all. They know exactly they how they quite function. Appropriately. I, don't know. I feel like we could flesh the list out is all I'm saying. We could. I would put it in my Fun agenda. home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think though with, with things like um, Alpha Brand that though technically they're a family, but if you think just the word family, if you said use describe this show using three keywords, family would be one of them. Yeah. yeah. Certainly would not be one of them for True. Wicked. Wicked. So yeah. I don't so I don't know yeah. that family is so centric. I, I think maybe top five family centric shows. Great. That that that's a because also I don't think they're that dysfunctional. I think this is like a regular level of dysfunction for lower middle class families and they just have yeah. to deal with their dysfunction through the show. Whereas I, I think like Next to Normal, that's a really dysfunctional that's a super family. That's dysfunctional. Yeah. So I'm I, not I going <laughs> to argue that one. <laughs> Next to um, Normal is definitely number one. <laughs> so yeah, probably definitely top five uh, family-centric musicals. Top five functional families. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> How boring. Functional what boring families was. in musical theatre. Ah, <laughs> uh, makes for a very boring musical. Um, the Von Tussles from Hairspray, yeah. they're pretty The aligned. Von Traps are super <laughs> wonderful. Uh, I mean, are we putting, are we, are we putting Gypsy on, on which list are we Oh, yeah. <laughs> as as soon as you said top five dysfunctional families, that's where my head went with Gypsy. <laughs> About top five uh, vehicular movies. I, I put it top five musicals in a bus. <laughs> I was going to say Priscilla. contained yeah. musicals. So yeah, Priscilla. <laughs> this uh, anything that's like doesn't really leave. When the magic school bus gets turned into a musical. <laughs> TM TM TM. Mate, do you know how many great ideas I've had that have become things? I'm just going to put it out there and I someone else can write day. it. It's I would also put anything goes on that because yeah. they're on a boat. They can't boat. leave the boat. Love it. Love it. Um, I'm going to put this as well, I'm going to put Olive on the top five roles for children. Yes, mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's Olive, yeah. Matilda, Matilda, anyone Annie. in school. <laughs> Not Annie. Take Annie off that list right Gross. now. Please. That is a great role for a child. Yeah, but it's a terrible it's, show, and they should not want to do it. Icky, icky, icky. <laughs> I would do Oliver before I would do Annie. You are not. A child. <laughs> I was one. As someone who constantly plays children, Oliver and Annie are not allowed on that list. <laughs> um, I guess top five indie films turned into musicals. I reckon I would put it personally on my top five films turned into musicals. Yeah. Um, but I don't like I'm glad it's other. a personal list. <laughs> I don't like a lot of other films turned into musicals. Yeah. Um, I, hmm. I, w- I want to put... I want to put Grandpa on top five irreverent characters because mm-hmm. he literally holds nothing sacred. Maybe like irreverent grandpas. Not even irreverent grandpas, like characters. irreverent characters. Wait, because he, he literally changes, he sculpts the attitudes of everyone in this show through Olive. Yeah. Mm. Because he, he has such a strong relationship with Olive and Olive has such a strong relationship with everyone else in the yeah. show, um, his relationship with the world and his philosophy is so opposed with everyone else who wants to control their surroundings and control what's going mm-hmm. on, whereas he, through Olive, has kind of thrown everything into chaos and and kind of had 
that if effect through his irreverence. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I can't think of another character that kind of has the same attitude towards the world yeah. that the musical set in. Okay. What about top five sponsored, not sponsored musicals? By whom? Well, it, with its V-dub. Oh. <laughs> Volkswagen. It's like an unofficial I mean, Volkswagen in musical. in the photo that you just showed us, nobody's <laughs> going to be buying maybe, the V-dub bus. <laughs> maybe I showed you a photo of the Magic School Bus because <laughs> it looked a little looked closer like. to that. It is about a, a VW that doesn't work as well. Yeah. <laughs> They're not selling many after Sponsored, not sponsored was what I put it on. Oh, great. Um, any others? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I love William Finn. Yes. The music in this is not his best work. No. It's very actually listening through to it. I was telling Julie before. <laughs> it's very similar to A New Brain, ah. a show which I do love, but uh, I think that he because he was he's being constrained by the book. Yeah. The music very much just follows the book and doesn't have a lot of the like Finn. Isms that yeah. are f- so prominent everywhere mm. else in his work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I can't even pick like a song to like put on a top five list. And again, like you were saying, a lot of the songs aren't very songy; mm. they're very acty, and they're mm. very woven into the scene. Like there's some yeah. that it's just like they're they're doing you know a scene, and there's like two lines that are sung, and then it just goes back to the scene. Then two more lines that are sung, and then we also notice as we're doing like our first read of it too that there are pages and pages and pages of scenes that are, don't have music in them usually yeah. in a musical every <laughs> four pages you'll get to a song and this one it's like in any other musical i think they would have made this scene a song yeah, yeah. but here they've made it it, s- it really does seem like they wanted to make this a play maybe it's a play with music more yeah. successful as a play maybe. just saying just yeah. put it out there kids um well then are we putting it on the top five musical for musicals for actors <laughs> because could, often could be because it's not the first thing to get chosen. Almost almost every character gets like a really chewy scene. Yeah. And an, a really clear arc, like a really well-developed arc and journey that they can go on, which I know is what something a lot of actors look for, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. which character has the arc. Yeah. Um, and I often personally do hope when I am older to get to play Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope well, when I happen. get older to play Olive. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take a couple of years, KB. Uh, amazing. Well, Little Miss Sunshine is playing at Phoenix. Yes. In? Uh, it opens on January 31st. So, like, just a couple of weeks? Like, two weeks from two days ago. From two days ago yeah. when we're recording, but when we oh, yeah. release it, it'll be, like, a week. Um, yes. So, so, it will be literally one week after this is released. Yeah. Okay. Uh Amazing. You can purchase tickets via phoenixensemble.com.au. Yes, that's maybe no dot au. Didn't we have this problem the I last know. time? I can never remember whether it's got a dot au on it or it not. Just Google. Just Phoenix Google Ensemble. Phoenix if you Google that, I'm Phoenix pretty sure it's Phoenix Ensemble. Anymore. It's got an excellent cast. Incredible cast. It's going to be super fun. It is. Um, cool. Do you it have is anything? PhoenixEnsemble.com.au. Amazing. Winner. Do you have anything else you would like to plug while you're here? Um, in addition to this show, yeah. no, mm. I just like to hammer in this show yeah. <laughs> just buy those tickets just people. this one don't see anything else this year just come to this <laughs> it is amazing how phoenix is able to transform that space every mm. show i always every time i see a show in the tin shed i'm just like but oh, i'll no. say 
This show is a great pick for that space because yes. yes. it is meant to be contained. Yeah. Yes. And it is a small contained stage, very intimate with the audience. I think this and is a good, and good something great so, show for the so space. so actory mm. um, is really nice to see that close, you know, just two metres in front of you <laughs> yeah. at, at, at most. <laughs> and you're like, I can see it in their eyes. It's going to be amazing. Guys, book those tickets. We'll put all the links in our show notes so you can go bring your friends. I'm sure if you get a group together, then you'll get a little bit a cheaper ticket um so do that and although Carpool. it did although it did fail on broadway and everywhere else um take take uh take peace with the fact that we really tried to read every single review and not do all the things that <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that i really <laughs> appreciate that and also if you love the film why not go check it out you like when I'll see you. Pro- Little Miss Sunshine is probably not going to come. Well, it's back the for Queensland premiere, and the show is about ten years old. So amazing! You'll probably not see it for another ten years. You probably won't see it for another. This is your chance, guys. And if you would like to follow us, you know where to find us. Musicals teach me on Twitter and Instagram. Musicals taught me everything I know on Facebook. Musicals taught me podcast at gmail.com is the email if you'd like to shoot us an email. If you'd like to look at our <laughs> website, Julie's giving me a face. Go to www.that'snotcanon.com forward slash M-T-M-E-I-K. And if you would like to join the ranks of the amazing people who donate to the podcast to make us sound better, to be able to do live shows then head over to patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything i know and from as little as one us dollar a month you can support us and the things that we do thank you so much to the people who are already our patrons we couldn't do it without you you. bradley chapman thank you for joining us thanks for having me thank you zane thank you thank you julie thanks kb it's been me kb see you all next week Bye. bye bye Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber. In order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you find podcasts. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 